the Bent Tines. I'm Catherine. And I'm Matthew. And today we're catching up on some new purchases, Fountain Pen Day, and we're answering some of your questions. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Matthew. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, today what are you was, drinking? Today was a day that's caused for celebration. So I am drinking a pink sparkling rosé because I thought today called for bubbles, and pink, because today is the day that we smashed the patriarchy. Yeah, I've been um, I've been crying off and on all day, so I'm pretty much just a wreck. Um, so if Matthew gets weepy during this episode, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, so... What are you yeah, drinking? Awesome day. I am drinking the uh, Forest Camp Spritz from our Forestry Camp Spritz from Burial Breweries Forestry Camp, which is a uh, second location. So I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but Burial in Asheville is hands down my favorite brewery. I think they're just a super cool spot. Um, they make amazing beer. They're the first brewery that I ever went to that really stood out to me, um, that made a truly memorable beer. And I've been there several times. If I'm anywhere near Asheville, I usually try to swing in and grab a couple of six packs to go. But we, when we were in Asheville together recently, we went by and, uh, well, our Uber Lyft driver, told us about the forestry camp, which is their second location that they opened, which is a phenomenal space uh, that is run in an old forestry camp. So really cool. They revitalized some old buildings that are um, historically significant to the Asheville area. Uh, you can read about it online. We could probably put that in the show notes and, um, and brought 30s. back some, brought back some spritz, little, little camp spritz. Read the ingredients from that bottle of that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, it's um, Camp Spritz is Amaro-inspired dark ale with orange zest, chamomile, juniper berries, black peppercorn, ginger root, peppermint, uh, anise, lime zest, and sparkling water. It's it's a pretty light drink, I guess, um, comparatively. It's, it's like 4.5%. Um, but it is stupid good. And it's sparkling, so it fits the occasion. <laughs> it's sparkling, and it's got kind of a... No, I was going to say it's kind of pink. It's more orangey, but, you know. So I actually... So we went to Burial when we got to Asheville, and then our last stop of the night was at Forestry Camp, and we got to see the full blue moon. It was like just a few hours away from cresting it was amazing and i fell in love with that drink which is served over ice with a little bit of orange peel yep. and so i purchased a four pack of bottles and promptly left them in matthew's fridge so, so now cheers I'm drink them. <laughs> they're mine now cheers my friend cheers it's a great day so it is a phenomenal day <laughs> so yeah so what, uh, are, what are we talking about today catching up on some new purchases um yeah let's talk about our foray into ebonite pens yeah so i've been a huge fan of ebonite pens for a long time um i've had several but you recently got your first ebonite pen is that right yeah so I never really understood why ebonite would be desirable over another material. And that's just because I really hadn't spent any time with an ebonite pen, I think. You had the Brute Force Designs Pequeño in that Salmon Nico Ebonite that I held... Um, I don't know, a couple months ago when you got it and I saw you. And I liked that pen and I liked the looks of that material, but I didn't really handle it long enough to appreciate the way that ebonite feels in the hand. Yeah, the, it's for anybody, I, I think most people listening probably know 
what ebonite is. But for anybody that doesn't, um, or anybody that hasn't experienced it firsthand, um, ebonite is hard rubber, not plastic. So it's, it's a very, very hard rubber. It smells like death when you turn it on a lathe. It's awful. It smells so bad. And actually, if you get an ebonite pen, sometimes you can give it a little sniff and it's got a little, almost like a burnt, rubber. Know, burnt rubber or burnt plastic <laughs> kind of smell. Um, but ebonite is uh, interesting because it is, um, it can be, it takes a polish pretty well. So it's, it's typically really, really beautiful. Uh, it comes in a crazy variety of colors and um, it warms up in your hand really nicely. So, um, and it becomes almost, almost sticky or, or, or tactile when you use it. Um, so it's a cool material. Uh, if you, if you don't have any experience with, uh, with ebonite to our listeners out there, uh, definitely recommend you check something out that, that comes in ebonite. And we've both, uh, Katie and I both have a new favorite ebonite pen maker, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, Russ pens on Instagram. Yeah. So kind of what happened was you have raved about ebonite for pretty much as long as I've known you. But it really took me getting my own to fully appreciate it. So I um, ordered, actually, it's probably been a month ago now, the Desiderata Badass Motherfucker pen. Should I censor that? Badass Mother B? <laughs> no, it's B-A-M-F. The B-A-M-F pen by the Desiderata Pen Company and Pierre out of Chicago. It is a black ebonite pen that has a not polished finish it's very matte almost like a hairline finish and it has a red section which normally I don't go for red but lately I've been vibing with black and red for some reason it just channels my inner like Kylo Ren vibes or something I don't know and I had always wanted to try a Desiderata pen And I think he's really innovative and creative in how he makes pens and the mechanisms. And this particular pen has a unique mechanism he built that is sort of like a plunger with a spring. Kind of like a Twisby Go. Kind of, but a little bit more delicate and Yeah, definitely more sophisticated. Yeah. And it's really interesting and beautiful and the seam on the pen body where the back unscrews for that plunger is so seamless. And I, I got it about a week ago and promptly carried it to work and had it in my pocket for like two days and was like, whoops. <laughs> it is got this very subtle engraving that says Desiderata Pen Company, badass motherfucker on it. And... You can't, I mean, you wouldn't know it unless I literally handed it to you and you like turned it in the light and we're like, oh, that's what it says. But oh my goodness, it is just a beautiful, beautifully made pen, but it doesn't feel quite like ebonite. Something about the finish, the hairline finish didn't give me the same tactile experience as this rust pen. You have been raving about him since you got one. Yeah, so I stumbled on Russ Pins. Um, somebody posted one of his photos and their story or something on Instagram. I saw it, clicked through. Because uh, anytime I see a custom maker, I'm always curious. And I saw that Russ had a couple pins for sale, and he had a couple that really kind of spoke to me. I got this fun ebonite swirl pen that's sort of blue, purple, cream and pink. It's wild. Um, and so I reached out to him and, and his prices are crazy good, uh, for what you get. So reached out to Russ and got one of these pens and he had it to me in, in like two days. Uh, and it's really well done. His, his fit and finish is really nice. He's got some, you know, subtle taper to the pen, which just gives it a nice silhouette. Um, it is a full size pen, but you know, it, it fits really nicely in the hand. Um, and then because it's ebonite, it's just an absolute joy to write with. So kudos to Russ. He didn't, he didn't put us up to this. Uh, we're talking, we, we both bought pens from him, uh, with our own, with our own hard earned American Doleros. Um, but yeah, 
he's he makes good stuff. I, I definitely need to get something else by him here soon. Yeah, so you you bought that pen and basically wouldn't shut up about how much you loved it. So I was like, I guess Rude. I need one. I mean, it, am I wrong? Rude. So I reached out to Russ and was like, hey, what Ebonites do you have? And he sent me this picture of like, I don't know, all the Ebonites, like every color and pattern and swirl and just, whoa. And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> so he turned me a green, a pale green Nico Ebonite pen. Apparently Nico Ebonite is the Ebonite that you love the most. Is that yeah, right? it's made by Iboya in Japan, and um, there are some German ebonites that are, you know, considered you know pretty top tier. But Nico, Nico's ebonite um, just has this cool. I don't know if your pen has it because I can't tell from the pictures that I've seen. But my salmon ebonite from Nico um, that the brute force pequeño is made out of is has this sort of subtle speckle to it that's really beautiful so mine doesn't really have speckles it just has like random black chunks in it and i know that sounds gross but it actually is really cool um they're just irregularities in these little tiny black pieces and they're different sizes and i actually handed this pen to one of my coworkers, who's a fountain pen addict at work and he's a lefty he actually just got a pilot custom 823 in amber and is loving it and is using Mont Blanc toffee brown in it and it matches and it's amazing and he came by my office this week and I was like Nick hey come over here smell this pen because mine stinks of burning rubber and I'm sort of obsessed with smelling it in like a very weird way and so he comes in my office and he's if like, you unscrew what? and screw the cap back on like kind of quickly a lot and like kind of warms it up. It'll like make it smell even more. I'm mine's just really stinky, like no matter what I do. I like that smell. <laughs> so I handed it to him. He was like, "What is this?" And I was like telling him about Ebonite, and he's like, "I love the imperfections in it." And it's not that it's imperfect in the finish; it's just that there are color changes, and it's beautiful. And like you said, I mean, the fit and finish on this is amazing. The threads are awesome and perfect and it screws and unscrews delightfully i just unscrewed mine and i must have dropped it because there's ink everywhere look damn it but it is so pretty and so well done and it is right on the upper limit of the size i'm comfortable with any much bigger and i would be not down but i really love this pen and i've been carrying it at work all week which is fun and and the warmth in my hand i totally get what you mean it is kind of grippy yeah and it almost gets really sticky fun. with with warmth it's interesting but not like a so. gross sticky no yeah definitely reach out to russ you guys i mean at least give him a follow on instagram he he drops pins sort of randomly and then i think if you reach out to him he'll he'll send you over a picture of whatever ebonites he's got and he'll he'll make something for you um and he does some really fun, crazy, cool combinations. I need to, I need to get something else from him. I don't know. I thought about there's some there's he's got some colors that I really want, and then also kind of was tossed around the idea of just having him mix like a bunch of different crazy ebonites together to see what he comes up with. So I don't know. We'll see. It's His kind of fun. price point is really great too. Yeah, absolutely. That's like a. Fun price point for me where i'm like yep so it takes a yovo number six nib so i reached out to our friend mark bacchus and was like hey can you grind me some more blades <laughs> so hopefully yeah, i'll have thing. a shipment of more blades coming from him because i'm basically taking all my basic yovo number six nibs and trying to replace them with either like architects or blades from mark Yep, I'm kind of doing the same. So, I've awesome. been writing with my uh, Twisby Diamond 580 Prussian Blue that you got me that has the blade grind from Mark on it this week. It's just yeah, so I have good. the purple 580 ALR and it has a stub on it, and I just don't love it. I need to get I need to get 
send it to, you just buy a replacement nib and send it to Mark and have him grind it for me and just get rid of that stub. So I'm, I'm, I'm going towards the, the blades and, and architects and stuff for myself. Cause they just, they suit my handwriting so much better. And I would like it to be said that when I met you, I was like, architects suit your handwriting. And you were like, Bleh, architects. Bleh. And now look Shut what's up. happened. <laughs> Shush, shush, shush. And, uh, that's what shush. happened. So, uh, um, shut me down, huh? I'm shut Speaking you down. of Twisbees, uh, I so I don't know. We're talking Everybody. about the new Twisbee Vac 700 Iris. It is a clear demonstrator pen, and the trim is plated in a way that is rainbow. It looks like wet rainbow Lisa Frank 90s dream. It's like oil slick. But pink. Uh, oh, pink and orange and green and yellow and it's neat. It's it's a really cool effect. Um it's similar to that Visconti rainbow ripple whatever um watermark. similar to that watermark, yeah. And you know, I think it's really cool. I just wish they had done it on the 580 and not the 700 because I just do not like the VAC 700. So I've literally never held a VAC 700 or I don't even know if I've seen one in person. Am I going to hate it? They're massive. Really? They're mat, And they have a, they have a, they're huge. And then they have a kind of a small grip section, sort of a narrow grip section. And, uh, and, there's a weird step down from the body to the grip. I just, for me, they don't work. They, they, because of the way I hold pins, the VAC 700 doesn't work for me even a little bit. So I would love it if Twisby would do like the ALR in this sort of rainbowy, rainbowy finish. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, I doubt we'll see it, but you know, it'd be nice if they did. Yeah. I want one. Should I order one? I mean, I wouldn't order one because I don't like the 700 because it's just a gigantic pen that's very uncomfortable for me. But I, I don't know. It's cool because they, they made the nibs match the pen. So, you know, that's kind of a fun thing that they did, which I don't believe they've ever done before where they've anodized the nibs at all. Um, so that's kind of fun. But... Yeah, the, the the VAC 700 just doesn't work for me. The color works. I love the color. It's... I was going to order one, but now I'm like doubting myself because I don't like big pens. Yeah, I, not, they're not for me. If it's not for you because it's too big, then I'm going to hate it, right? Probably so. <sighs> okay, I'll save my dollars. Yeah, I think I have like my... Pilot Custom 823 is about the largest pen I can comfortably use. So, so for me, the 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 VAC 700 is isn't isn't going to work. And it also has this. Weird, I know I keep picking on it, but it also has this weird thing where the VAC filling the knob on the back of it, so the the body of the pen, the barrel of the pen, sort of tapers down, and then when it gets to the knob, the knob like flares back out. Sort of an odd shape. It's just a weird pen. I just don't like the seven hundred. So I, I think I would. I think I would need to see the. I think I would need to see it. And if it was in an eight, if it was in the five eighty, I'd jump all over it. I think both of us can agree the Twisby Diamond five eighty is just a fantastic pen. Yep. I Absolutely. would. I would name that to be my favorite Twisby far and away above the eco oh sure sure yeah i find it to be much more comfortable and i just like the looks of it better especially the alr versions where they have the color match trim on the cap and i also feel like for me while i do have a number of ecos and it was my first pen and i will always think of it fondly the piston mechanism on the 580 just feels more sturdy and I am more comfortable filling and refilling and refilling it. So I don't know. I really love the 580. I have been carrying my purple and my uh, Prussian blue this week, actually. 
Yeah, those are great pins. I got you the purple, you got me the blue, and we both have both of them ground by Mark Bacchus, right? Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, we're just Mark fangirls, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we talked about this, I think, in the last episode, but I participated in the um, Sailor Virtual, the Sailor North America Virtual Inc. show and purchased a few inks from that we talked about those but you also or i purchased some inks on your behalf and you had a little bit of like an you had a little bit of an oops with that and talk about it (laughs) sure sure (laughs) so first of all i got you got me a bottle of the pen show ink i wish i would have had my own slot so i could have bought like I don't know, 10 of those. They probably wouldn't have let me, but oh my gosh. It is the most wonderful sort of pale green, and it happens to perfectly match my new rust pen, and now my hands are covered in it because it, like, exploded into my cap because I clearly dropped it. But It's um, a really pretty green. I don't have anything like it either, and I sort of really specialize in blues and greens in that sort of paler variety, so I was surprised I didn't have anything like it. I think it's it's like a true it's like a true jade. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, I mean the way that sort of jade like vintage jade jewelry looks. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. It's more on the blue side than the yellow side, and it is just gorgeous. I don't I like green obsessed. inks, and I like it a lot. Yeah. And if you decide you don't like your bottle, you can just send it to me because I'll use it. <laughs> you won't, but, you know, if you did. Um, so I, we kind of had to decide really quickly because your slot was very short and you had to immediately tell them what you wanted. So you were, like, texting me, like, these are the inks. Let me know if you want any. Like, I picked these out for you. And I got... Kobe number 57, I believe, which is a purple, which is delightful. It is very similar to my beloved Kingdom Note Sailor uh, Cinderella, the the Kingdom Note Nudie Branch series, the Cinderella one that matches my little mini pen. It's this light purple chromatic shading ink with like hints of pink and blue in it. And it is super pretty. And I was so excited to get a bottle of that. So that was great. And then they had Bungu Box inks. And they're being discontinued in the U.S. like you mentioned in our last episode. And so they had June Bride Something Blue. And that is an ink I have pretty much had on my list since I started collecting fountain pens. But historically have found the price point of Bungu Box inks to be somewhat offensive. They're like what forty forty fifty bucks a bottle or something crazy. I mean, they're yeah. they're more than they're more than like Mont Blanc inks. And I mean, so my tolerance for expensive inks has softened somewhat in the past because I do buy Mont Blanc limited inks every once in a blue moon, but I don't usually make it a habit to spend fifty dollars on ink. Like that's kind of wild, but. It was being discontinued. It was this special event. So I was like, oh my gosh, yes, 100%. Get me the June Bride something blue. I actually put it in my Platinum Sheehan in the, with the broad nib. And it's this really beautiful broad, uh, juicy nib. And it has just been a delight. I've been using it this week at work. <laughs> but I also, you had listed all the Kobe inks they had. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kobe number 48 is beautiful. And I don't know what the full name of it is, but... It looks <laughs> exactly like June Bride something blue. <laughs> you got yeah, it. You go. You were like Katie. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I let you it's buy almost two of identical. the same. <laughs> yeah. I asked some of our friends online if if I should which ink bottle I should give you or if I should keep both because I didn't think they were different enough. And everybody online was like, "No, they're totally different inks." And I was like, "But." Are they, though? (laughs) Mountains Mountains of Ink did a comparison of the two, and I'll post it in the comments for you guys to decide if you think it's different enough. But 
I mean, Kobe is ever so slightly darker and ever so slightly more green. But they're both this very beautiful blue, medium to light blue that shades. It's gorgeous. I mean, I say you just keep them and use the heck out of both of them, and then you've just got twice the amount of ink. Twice the amount of a beautiful ink. <laughs> yeah. Except that you love it too, so we may have to trade some inks around, but that'd be fun. I don't know. I don't I mean I have a ton of ink that I I don't that I could part with. So if you decide you don't want one of those, let me know. I'll be glad to send something your way. I rummaged in, in your ink closet and was like, wow. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's some really old stuff I didn't even know you had. Yeah, and that is minus about 60 bottles that I sold a few years ago. Right, that's right. I sold like 15 bottles of Orochizuku. Jeez. And I think only like two bottles actually made it. I sold them all to the same person as one lot, and they sent me pictures of the box, and it was just a disaster. It was just like this rainbow-coated cardboard fiasco where all the bottles had leaked out and broken and stuff. And then I had a bunch of... um. I can I can't pronounce it. It's I'm gonna butcher it, but the Roarer and Klingner. Sure, R and K. R and K inks. I had like six or eight of those that I sold, and then I had probably twenty five bottles of Noodlers that I sold as one lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of inks and really unique and interesting inks too. Yeah, got some crazy stuff. So fun stuff. All right. You're kind of what cool. Else? What did you do for Fountain Pen Day? Uh, so I also, just... Also, happy um, Fountain Pen Day, everybody. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Fountain Pen Week. Fountain Pen Day. Fountain Pen Day Week. And actually, a lot of um, a lot of the vendors that offered specials for Fountain Pen Day sort of extended those out till Monday. So they're kind of through the weekend. Uh, there were some really, really great deals to be had out there from some favorite vendors. Um and I actually bought, I've been after for a long time, um, the Pilot Custom Heritage 92 uh, comes in clear smoke, blue, and orange, but the orange was discontinued. And uh, so I've been after one for a long time. And I, they pop up on eBay occasionally, but they go for a pretty good amount of money. And Apple, Apple Bomb over in the Netherlands had a pretty killer coupon, and uh, so I took advantage of that, bought a Custom Heritage 92, be here like Tuesday-ish. I'm so glad you're finally getting one of those. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently that pen was also made in lilac, like a translucent purple. You say what? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, but But, they're real hard to find. But Um, but what? mm Mm-hmm. Hey, I know. Hey, hey, listeners. <laughs> if anybody's got a purple custom heritage ninety two, just send it to Katie. She'll <laughs> give you dollars. Um, and then I, <laughs> I, I bought a new nib from uh, Monty Winfield, um, who, for anyone that doesn't know, he makes custom nibs, stacked nibs, um, and he also makes really cool custom pins. I don't own one of his pins yet. I actually spoke with him a little bit about it and he's going to start putting some stuff out once he gets caught up on his queue, his backlog of, uh, custom orders. But Monty is a jeweler by trade, I believe. And so I wouldn't be surprised by his welds and his, his fountain pens that he makes are made of, like carbon fiber and titanium and micarta and you know stuff like that so a little bit more unique materials some stuff that's a little harder to machine his fit and finish is flawless on his pens i've handled a couple of them at pen shows um and then he also does these stacked nibs. So a lot of you, or I, I, I know, I know a number of our listeners and, and friends in the community are familiar with Regalia Writing Labs. 
who did who was doing some stacked nibs for a while and haven't heard from him in, in a long time but he was doing them for a while and there's a couple other people out there that have sort of toyed with the stacked nib the stacked nib craft i guess if you will but nobody does it currently the way that monty does his welds because i i think he does have a some jewelry or jeweler experience um their works of art it's it's sculpture it's is what it is they're they're tiny little sculptures and um absolutely stunning so i'm very excited to get my nib from him it's an it's what he calls the owl nib uh, like the bird all of his nibs i believe are named after birds um nice hope you leave that in uh (laughs) The owl nib, which is uh, it's ground for Chinese calligraphy, which I don't do Chinese calligraphy, but basically it is a very large naganata or blade grind uh, that goes from a double or triple broad all the way down to an extra fine, depending on the angle, uh, or down to a fine, I guess. And if you flip the nib over on the reverse, it writes like an extra fine. He posted one of these and you sent it to me, and it was very obvious that you had fallen deeply and madly in love and there was no bringing you back from that. Yeah. So I messaged him, you know, I, I posted it in my story on Instagram and he, you know, messaged me thanking me. And then I thought about it for like an hour and I messaged him back and asked him if it was for sale. And he said, well, this one's for a customer, but I can make you one. And, you know, he's like, I can grind it however you want. There's plenty of, plenty of tipping. And when he sent me, you know, we agreed to it agreed to the price. They are not inexpensive. They are Mm-mm. quite expensive, but we agreed to a price and several hours later I get this message from him on Instagram and I opened it up and it was a picture of my nib and I went, "Oh. <laughs> wow." Like I had an audible reaction to seeing my nib for the first time. It's pretty cool. It's I mean it's absolutely stunning and I mean, both you and I are prone to liking unique things like that. Yeah. Really highly specific, even within fountain pens, extremely, extremely artistic, one-of-a-kind, rare minutia within this community. Like, that's sort of where both of us like to live. And it's why the bulk of our collection, both of us have predominantly really hard to find pens and unique pieces that most other people couldn't get. We just are that type of collector. And so I was not surprised that you fell in love with this nib. Yeah. And I have another one of his nibs. It's the, um, the Cobra nib is what it's called. And it's got, it's, it's, it's a pretty crazy nib. It does some like crazy, broad lines and you flip it over and it writes like a probably like a fine or something but um it's it's wild looking as well so i'm excited for the owl it'll be here in a few days um i think it fleshes out your collection of unique nibs in a really interesting way because you have the cobra by monty you have the proem by ralph regalia writing labs which is the reverse of a sequel so uh broad and architecty on the main part and fine on the flip, right? Yep, that's right. And then now this owl nib, which is like a glorified paintbrush. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited. So so yeah, so those were my fountain pen day purchases. I think that's did really you make, neat. Did you buy anything? I was at work all day. Till eight o'clock. Okay, I'm trying to be good here. I'm trying to be good. I have been about a thousand times away from purchasing the Gold Spot exclusive Sailor Racing Green, but I'm keeping it together, y'all. I'm keeping it together. I'm trying to be good because I'm getting my house painted. The inside of my house because it has all these weird colors I never wanted. And I've lived here for two years and it's time. So I'm getting my house painted. Christmas is coming. 
and I need to purchase gifts for my loved ones. Your birthday is coming up, and I should probably purchase you something for your birthday. You know, there are expenses. I'm trying to be... Monty has a seagull nib that I would also <laughs> like to own for my birthday. Are you, are you just putting it out into the world what I should be buying you? Yeah, I'm putting it out there. I mean, if you don't get it, somebody will. <laughs> My affection is for trade for a Monty <laughs> Seagull medium. Stop. <laughs> I can be bought. I have a lot of feelings. Can be bought. <laughs> I'm going to, after we finish recording this, I will probably go lay in bed. And look at a couple of my favorite retailers and maybe pick up a few things for Fountain Pen Day a yeah. little bit after the fact. So if I could mention one retailer, I mean, there are a lot of retailers out there, like, you know, like Pin Chalet and Gold Spot and Applebaum. There, there's a bunch of them out there. But I think possibly the most unique, most specifically curated shop that I have seen in a long time is Joe Crace over at Gentleman's Stationer. And he does have some Fountain Pen Day stuff going on, or did. I don't know by the time this it goes goes out to the masses that, that sale might be over. But regardless, if, if the sale's over or not, go check him out. He has very specifically curated stuff. Um, he's got some cool pencils and pens. He's got little desk accessories, like like a book holder that would also work for a tablet. And these stunning Japanese hourglasses that come in beautiful green and amber and blue glass with colored sand, like black sand or white sand in them. Um, I mean, like I have zero use for a specifically timed hourglass. I, I know a lot of people believe in sort of timed tasking, which I think is how Joe Crace uses it. So he will set a 15 minute timer and then he knows like to switch his task to something new. Uh, I think that's kind of how he utilizes those specific hourglass timers, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They've got a cool vibe, almost a, I don't know, this kind of retro vibe about them. He, he's, he's, he's a cool guy. He's a great guy. And he's got a cool shop. So I definitely would check it out. And he always throws in goodies. I respond so well to highly curated storefronts. Like if there are fewer things to buy, but they're highly specific, somehow I'm more attracted. And I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, Joe actually sent me um, some wood pencils from his shop by Karen Dash, and they're the scented ones. And oh, they are... <laughs> real good like they smell good they feel good they're beautiful i have a post of them on my instagram we'll put it in the show notes but um they're expensive it's it, it, you know as as far as wood pencils are concerned but i think man, they're the they most are, expensive pencils they are real pretty though and they smell good <laughs> i'm v jealous they're beautiful but speaking yeah, of pencils, I, love, I love them i picked up some pencils lately from CW Pencil Enterprise. So CW Pencil Enterprise does custom box sets of pencils and they will imprint whatever phrase you want onto them. And they imprint onto Musgraves pencils who are, you know, made in the USA. They're really high quality pencils, great wood, great lead. And I thought that was actually really important. I was thinking about it because I wanted to get pencils for work to have on my desk. And I wanted them to say like Dr. Palmasano so people would stop stealing my shit because I got those loner pens from Brad Dowdy's pen attic shop. They're bright orange and they say loner. And I had 10 of them on my desk and I have zero, zero left. And there are only five people in my office. So I don't know if people are coming in in the dead of night or what. So I was like, I'm going to get pencils. I'm going to put my name on them. People aren't going to want to take a pencil. But I got distracted. And I ordered pink ones. And I got them. And they say, fuck the patriarchy. And I yeah, feel nobody's like going to steal that because nobody's going to be comfortable walking around with the 
F-bomb on their pencil in mixed company. <laughs> Somehow I went from this like very professional person to like my pens my pencils all say you know what on them and my pen from desiderata is also sweary and i was like how did this <laughs> happen to me but holy moly they're so beautiful they're 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 so well done and so if you like pencils cw pencils will do whatever you want in writing on your pencils i'm gonna get more and they have um, some punctuation and some and numbers and letters. So you could get like an important date. You could get your name. You could get your Instagram handle. Except they don't have, a, I don't think they have the at sign. They don't have the at sign, but you could just whatever your like name is on socials or you could you could get something bold and political if you're feeling empowered by our current President-elect and Madam Vice-President. I've just been feeling emotionally sassy for like the last two months, so I think my purchasing has been equally as sassy. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so you want to answer a couple questions? Yes. I think these are fun. They are fun. Um, so the first one is from Pen Medic. And the question is, what's the cheapest pen you have, and do you still use it? Go ahead. I actually got mine out of my storage case to show you. This is my cheapest pen. This is the Schaefer Pop Series, I think. They're called Pop Series. Um... <laughs> Darth Vader and R2-D2 pens. Don't make that face. They're very... They're so ugly. Shush. They're very uh, plastic. They're not the highest quality pen I've ever had in my life. Although I will say they do write pretty nicely. These were maybe $18 or $22 or something a couple years ago when they came out. There was also a Yoda one, but I didn't get that. And there may have been a... I think it was just the three, but I have two of these. They're Schaefer, so they're proprietary cartridges, which is just stupid. Ugh. Like, I wish it was just a standard international. So I have the cartridges in here to refill with a syringe. But um, I do like these pens um, in terms of, like, the nostalgia and the, like, novelty, I guess, of them. Because they're meant to look like Darth Vader and they're and R two D two. I especially like the R two D two one, but I mean they're really inexpensive pens, and I get them out on May the fourth. But other than that, no, I don't use them. The most inexpensive pen that I own that I do still use is my Twisby Eco collection. Those are my uh, most affordable pens that I still use, and I like them. But even them, I frankly don't use that often. What about you, Matthew? So my cheapest pen is the Platinum Prefont. Oh, I have a Preppy. Does that count? I have a Preppy on my desk at work, and I use it all the time. That counts. It's way cheaper than one of those stupid Schaefer pens. I have I I buy preppies in bulk for work and every so often the weird colors end up on my desk because people don't want like yellow or pink. So I I use preppies at work all the time cuz they're just there and I grab them and do a quick note. So I changed my answer. It's a preppy. Go ahead. So I have the platinum Whatever, stupid. It's a stupid name. It's a stupid name for a pen. Why'd you? Stupid. This has been the moment of Matthew's malfunction. As we were blue screened. I have one of those, and no, I don't use it. I took, I bought two of them. I bought two of them with with medium nibs because I thought, oh, Japanese medium. No, they're trash. Both nibs suck, and like I. I used them both for like a few sentences and I, they just were terrible. So I 
just stuck them in a drawer. My next cheapest pen would be this little Moon Man mini demonstrator thing that I popped a uh, modified Pilot Parallel nib into, and I used the heck out of that. So, Yes, you're quite prolific with your name writing on the TikTok. I do the TikToks now. But only, not my face. I don't put my face on there. And I don't work. <laughs> I just write people's <laughs> names on request. I should put my Venmo on there and just be like, write your name for a dollar. Like a street then performer. Have like, like a lowly, like a lowly street performer. <laughs> I'm on the TikToks. Uh, um, on TikToks. I, Yeah. So yeah, I have that, and then I and then I still use my 580 Prussian blue with the blade grind. So that's probably my next cheapest. But yeah, now the little the little platinum guys, you know, they don't do it for me. I did lack it's at them. Funny, I guess not funny. Interesting. Mm. It's curious how my tastes have evolved and changed over time, and I find myself regularly using pens that are of a price I would have never in a million years imagined I would own, let alone use at work four years ago. Yeah. You know, we evolve and change. Nakaya Piccolo in my jeans pocket yesterday. Oh my God, stop. So I was literally using my Twisby Diamond 580 Prussian Blue and my Nakaya, like, next to each other i had like my nakaya piccolo my black one my bocamundo mont blanc 146 with the pink rod in and my twisby light on my desk today and i was like well that's different because mm-hmm. i love those pens those twisbies especially with the grind i just ugh. grinds have really changed my world and they make me want to write with pens because they're interesting and they're expressive you know And I write so much that I want it to look somewhat more expressive than just a plain pen. Oh, so it happened to me again the other day at work, like two days ago. Somebody was like, oh my gosh, does that do calligraphy? Does it allow you to like get different like thicknesses and thinnesses? And they were so disappointed to find out my pen was just a normal pen. (laughs) Just a regular pen. I was like, I'm very sorry. This does not do flexing at all. It is just a pen. It's just a glorified rollerball. No. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> What's our next question? The, so this question I've been hoarding, we've been hoarding for a while. So this comes from friend of the show, Jane. She is local to Matthew, actually, in South Carolina and an incredible embroidery artist. She Not machine embroidery, hand embroidery. Hand stitches. And the stuff she does is Holy phenomenal. Cow. She does these house portraits. Y'all, we'll put a link to her yes. Instagram. Like she's booked for Christmas, so don't even think about it. But like if for you've got a like year. a loved one or like your first home as a you know, whatever as a couple or like your childhood home and you want it like immortalized in hand embroidery like she will do the foliage around your it is unreal stupid how good she is thousands of stitches like tens of hours sometimes hundreds of hours in these portraits that she does one stitch at a time and so and i'm sorry because because you guys are getting ready to overpay but because of what i'm about to say but like her prices are too low (sighs) Her prices yes. are way too low. Jane, so raise Jane, your prices. Raise your prices. <laughs> so she's C Jane Stitch on Instagram. I will link her in the bio, but she listens to our podcast while she's stitching because girls gotta listen to something while doing mind numbing embroidery. And she also listens to murder podcasts. So like mm-hmm. I feel you on that. And she has two beautiful kids and a great husband, Peyton. Um hey. Hey, Jane, I want to meet you next time I come down there and there's not a pandemic and it's safe to see you, okay? Okay. So she's cool and she listens to us, but she may be like some of you and isn't super well-versed on fountain pens. Oh, can I just say, when you were here in September, you drove 
a house portrait of hers to Indianapolis to deliver to its location. And I saw it. Holy bagoli. It is incredible. I have one of her floral embroidery pieces and just like, ugh. Okay, sorry. Question, Jane. Call me a, quote, how it's made kid from the 90s, but how do these pens get made? I know there are different types and such, but maybe like behind the scenes of the process or the production? I don't know. Maybe everyone knows this thing. Even Ink Creation seems like it'd be cool. I don't know anything about Ink Creation. I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not going to even touch that one. I assume it is dyes going into water, and then they add some stuff so that things don't grow in it and it doesn't spoil and... According uh, to Lisa pen... Van Ness, I think that's accurate. She has dabbled in the, the ink making and has created our favorite ink. She's also so. very good at it. Lisa is very She's very, very good like at casual inks. about how she she told me like a year ago that they had dabbled in learning how to make ink with like kitchen utensils she brought over from her house to the shop. And I assume it's more streamlined now, but she's so good mm-hmm. at it. We'll see if we can harass Lisa to be on it. Hey, Lisa, do you want to be on the show? If you're listening, text me. But um, about pens, I think it depends on if they're handmade or if they're made by a large company. Um, The the bigger companies like Platinum, Sailor, uh, I would assume Pilot, that are these plastics and resins are made with injection molding, I think, predominantly. Mm -hmm. Is that is that true? Yeah, and then even like some of the larger custom makers like Edison, they're doing most of their stuff on CNC machines. Um, And so, you know, but a lot of the smaller guys like Jonathan Brooks and Sean Newton. um, Sean Newton, I think, uses a CNC, but Sean does still does a lot of hand finishing. Same with Troy of Brute Force Designs. He does, I don't think he does CNC, but he uses a metal lathe, which tends to be a little more precise. Uh, and then he does a lot of finishing by hand. Jonathan Brooks still does everything on a wood lathe. I He like just turns everything by hand. And so, yeah, it starts with a rod of material, whether it be a square rod or a round rod. It's turned down to, you know, kind of ba- the basic diameter of the pen. And then um, they cut the threads for the different parts that sort of thread together and then shape the pen to the final shape. Uh, and then it is, you know, then polished. So it's a cool process. If, if anybody out there in listener land ever has the opportunity to go see a pen maker in action, uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, and then there are some folks out there like John Albert, who has a background in jewelry making and, you know, he is making his own, furniture for his pen so his cap bands and his clips and stuff are all made by hand and his piston mechanisms are all metal that he has created on his metal lathe and and fitted so you know there's a spectrum of pens from a simple and i'm using air quotes a simple kitless pen meaning it's you know a turned piece of ebonite or acrylic or resin that's very simple no clip no um, cap band, no other metal pieces with just a cartridge converter inside, all the way to something like the Desiderata pen with this very custom metal machined mechanism or a John Albert piston filler pen. And those are all turned individually by hand by one person. And, and then, then you there get is... into even stuff from like Sean Newton, his um, Quapaw probably butcher this, the name and like the prospector, which are then after they're turned, they're then sculpted uh, mm-hmm. by hand to get on, get a very specific shape. And then you go one step further to someone who does like Arushi, like Jonathan or Dewakar, somebody like that. And so, you know, you get these pens that are hand turned and then again, and then they get 50 or 60 layers of Arushi on them. There's, I mean, to answer your question, Jane, it depends on the pen, how it's made. The big ones are injection molded, but a lot of the other more bespoke pens that we have come to love are lovingly made literally by a guy in his studio or in his garage. And I mean, we, both of us have been together when we went to see Franklin Kristoff last year 
And that is an organization and a company that predominantly makes their pens on a CNC, but there is still some hand components of the lathe and obviously the polishing and the finishing is all done by hand. So even the things made on CNC still have someone on it doing X, Y, or Z. And it is something to see. I mean, it is really fascinating to watch. And if you're interested, there are pictures of our tour of Franklin Christoph on my website, inkycatwrites.com. I don't post blogs on there often, so it won't be too far of a scroll. <laughs> but no, it's really neat. Um, I also think it's, it's notable to mention the Nakaya pens that we love are uh, ebonite base and then the the dorsal fin and the decapod so they're these really unusually shaped pens they're not round they're not square they're not a typical shape they have this sort of fin on one side and it is all created that shape is created with Urushi. So the lacquer is piled up and piled up and piled up and piled up. So it's not the material being cut that way, but it is actually the lacquer being formed through. I don't even know how many layers it would take to do that. So many I've, layers. Yeah, it's, it's wild. To create the shape. It's wild. I'll put a link to a picture of one in the, in the show notes. But if anybody wants to buy my love, I can be bought with a dorsal fin too in Midori Tominuri. What? Nobody's buying you that. I know that. That's why I was... <laughs> I'm being a dork, okay? 2021, I want a dorsal reasonable fin expectate reason Reasonable expectations, Katie. Have you ever known me to be reasonable? No, never. <laughs> do you want to do our, do you want to do our character, carry before we sign off? Yes. We are back to the character, carry of the office. HR! So, <laughs> Holly... The most beautiful angel that Michael has ever seen. And Toby, the worst person that Michael has ever experienced. So his, his, his love and his arch nemesis. So I think that somehow Holly would have a fictionary. fictionary. A fictional pen that doesn't actually exist, but I, if, if I could make a pen for her, it would be some sort of character pen that is Toy Story. It's, I think she'd carry that stupid, one of those stupid Star Wars pens, one of those Yoda pens. She would carry the, do you think she would carry the Schaefer one or she'd carry the cross one? One of those dumb things. (laughs) I mean, I think that it's very clear she'd have something licensed by some extremely nerdy. Oh, yeah. Something. It would be nerdy. I think it would be either Star Wars or, like you said, Toy Story. Maybe even, you you remember, like, the Acme rollerballs? Yes. I could see her having those. They had, like, the Simpsons ones and stuff. So, yeah, maybe she'd have something like that. But, yeah, I think if, of current production, I think it would be a Star, I think it'd be one of those, like, Schaefer or cross star wars pens i think that's accurate and i think she could easily cross over into comic books and end up with like batman pens like the montegrappa one and um i could see her carrying the retro 51 that was the like comic strips on it it was a limited Mm -hmm. edition one i could see her having those types of pens as well for sure and she would probably have an assortment of very nice smelling pencils. I totally see her having wood case pencils on her desk and like a nice, like long point sharpener and like really mm-hmm. reveling in the long point sharpener. Yeah. Yeah. Making notes in one of her stupid HR binders. Yeah. And she would like to have the pencil so she could like erase and stuff. And she'd probably be real particular about her pencils. I feel like. Yeah. What about Toby? I think Toby would just be boring and have like a basic black metropolitan or something because he's not frivolous. He wears like the same suit for 10 years. Yeah. I just can't see him spending more than 15 or $20 on a pen and I think he would carry a metropolitan. Do they come in gold trim? Because I feel like he would want gold trim. 
No, I th- so I think he would just use whatever's around the office because he's just so apathetic in general. But yeah. if if I had to pick a pen for him, um, I initially was thinking because you know he loved you know Costa Rica or whatever that he would pick the the bamboo retro fifty one. But now I'm thinking the long discontinued surfboard series retro fifty one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's because he went to retro uh. to surf. And then he yes. broke his neck on you the zip Costa line. You mean Costa Rica to surf? What did I say? Retro. He went to Costa Rica to surf, and then he broke his neck. So, yeah, I think the surfboard Retro 51 would be the Toby pen. <laughs> that's perfect because he's got this, like, idea of who he is that's, like, actually not who he is, and that would be, like, the perfect. All right. I love it. You'll have to tell us if we were wrong or what you guys would think. But this was a fun one. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you in a couple weeks on our next episode. Where can they find you, Katie? You can find me online at Inky Cat Rights and InkyCatRights.com. You can find me online at HeyMatthew and HeyMatthew.com. And you can find us both on benttines.com. You can view our show notes there, as well as our new page of sponsors with uh, exciting information and our shop for official Benttines merchandise. So if you feel like you need coasters in your life for your beverages. Anyway, have a good week. Thanks. See you guys later. Bye. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Matthew. Bye.